In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, whose love invites us today to love one another. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Happy Lutheran Day! Today is this day where we get totally geeked out about being Lutheran, and so if you're not a Lutheran in here, you maybe might be nauseated by the end of this sermon, and that's okay. Um, we, we promise not to do it that often, um, uh, but today is the day that you're just going to have to sit through it and, and live with it. And uh, so we're going to talk about you know what it means to be a Lutheran and, and how you can tell what a Lutheran is, and uh, one of the, the things that um, often comes up with uh, being a Lutheran is sort of the sense of how can you tell a Lutheran is a Lutheran and maybe not like a Baptist or a Presbyterian. And uh, one of those things, especially down here in the South, that we love to do in order to differentiate ourselves from Baptists is drink beer. <laughs> right? Or, or maybe some other libation. But, but you know, we, we kind of say it's okay, not okay to get drunk, but okay to have a few every now and again. That's all right. And, and it drives the Baptist crazy. So if you see somebody who is drinking a beer, you can go, well, maybe they're a Lutheran. Which means that if you were around here yesterday, there were a lot of Lutherans. <laughs> In fact, it's really funny when, when people uh, walk through that door, when we do the tailgate here, when people walk through that door and they've, they've cleverly hidden their beer out in the rose garden over there, and they walk in and they see people with beers in here, it's like they have a mini aneurysm right away. <laughs> what? what? It, this is a church, right? Yeah. Well, well, that's one of the things, especially down here in the South, that uh, you know maybe might give you away as a Lutheran. Another thing that might give you away as, as a Lutheran is if you talk about law and gospel a lot. Um, uh, there are other things that can give you away as a Lutheran, like if you get together and, and your church has a potluck like uh, we do today, um, that might give you away as a Lutheran. There are other things that might give you away as, as being a Lutheran as well. Um, and uh, there's all sorts of different stuff out there. Um, maybe you're a Cardinals fan because you know that that is the holy city. Um, they, there's, there's all sorts of things that, that really might give you away as, as being a Lutheran. And, and one of those things that might give you away as being a Lutheran is this thing that I have uh, hanging up on, on my office wall. Um, and, um, and that is Luther's seal. That's what we were talking about in the kids' message there. Um, and if you see this symbol, um, nobody is crazy enough to take this symbol and, and use it unless they actually are a Lutheran. Uh, and part of the reason for our using this symbol, really, is that um, uh, we really like this guy. <laughs> This is little Martin Luther. Somebody bought, bought him uh, for my bookshelf, and um, he, he's a bobblehead. He's kind of cool. Um, and, and we like this guy enough that the name of this church is University... Lutheran, right. And so um, uh, it means that we follow the, the teaching of Martin Luther. Like, um, and so just like you know, Roman Catholics uh, 
follow the teachings of Cathol, um, right? No. Um, we, we follow the teachings of Martin Luther. Now, um, sometimes we can get a little bit overboard on that with our little bromance with Martin Luther here. Um, and, and sometimes it, it kind of gets a little bit creepy. Um, but like I said, if there's ever a day that we can talk about Martin Luther in a positive light, it's going to be today. And the reason for that is today is the anniversary of the day that Martin Luther sort of began breaking away from the Roman Catholic Church. He began saying there are some things that need to get changed here. And originally he didn't want to break away necessarily. He just wanted to correct some stuff. But time went on and it ended up they had to go separate ways. And uh, one of the things that happened with dear old Marty was that he was proclaimed as a heretic. Yeah. Now, today you can get called a heretic. I might even call you a heretic if I'm feeling especially spiky that day. And um, you probably don't have to worry too much, right? Yeah? In that day, if the church called you a heretic, they would probably come after you and try to kill you. So imagine that. I call you a heretic, and then everybody else in this room is like, let's get them. <laughs> And so Martin Luther had to go into hiding. He had to go into hiding, and, and he was put into hiding by this guy named Prince Frederick. And, and Prince Frederick allowed him to stay, and, and he took on a pseudonym, and, and it was all very, very kind of, you know, uh, covert ops. And all the while, while Luther was hiding, he was writing a bunch of stuff. He was translating the Bible. And um, the, the things that he would write then would get sent out, and, and it would sort of like be like that anonymous group on the internet right now where nobody knew where he was coming from but oh this was a message from him well with that there ended up being a whole bunch of false Luthers that started appearing and so in 1530 Martin Luther had to decide okay, there, I need to have a way to tell people that this is actually me and so what he did was he came up with a symbol and the symbol that he came up with was this symbol. And uh, his good buddy, Prince Frederick, made him a signet ring that had this symbol on it so that he could then stamp all of his, um, uh, all of his correspondence and you could know, okay, this is actually really Martin Luther as opposed to some other schlub who's just trying to use his name. And so you, you, you had this stuff, and, and Martin Luther then, um, uh, he describes this to his friend. And I'm going to read you, um, uh, because it is Luther Day, um, I have to read some Luther for you. And so this is how he explains everything behind this symbol. And he says, Grace and peace to you from the Lord. As you desire to know whether my painted seal, which you sent to me, has hit the mark. So he was talking to his graphic designer. I shall answer most amiably and tell you my original thoughts and the reasons about why the seal is the symbol of my theology. First should be the black cross in, in a heart which retains its natural color so that I myself would be reminded that the faith in the crucified saves us. For one who believes from the heart will be justified. Romans 10.10 Although it is indeed a black cross which mortifies and which should also cause pain, it leaves the heart its natural color. It does not corrupt the nature, that is, that is, it does not kill but keeps alive. 
The just shall live by faith, Romans 1.17. But by faith in the crucified, such a heart should stand in the middle of a white rose to show that faith gives joy, comfort, and peace. Peace. In other words, it places the believer into a white, joyous rose. For this faith does not give peace and joy like the world gives. That is why the rose should be white and not red. For white is the color of spirits and angels. Such a rose should stand in a sky-blue field, symbolizing that such joy in spirit and faith is the beginning of a heavenly future joy, which begins already, but is grasped in hope, not yet revealed. And around this field is a golden ring, symbolizing that such blessedness in heaven lasts forever and has no end. Such blessedness is exquisite beyond all joy and goods. And just as gold is the most valuable, most precious, and best metal, this is my compendium theologi, summary of theology. I have wanted to show it to you in good friendship, hoping for your appreciation. May Christ our beloved Lord be with your spirit until the life hereafter. And so this was the sign that Luther used and and said this sign is what it means for me to be a believer in Christ. And we've adopted that sign. We've we've said that this is our sign too, that we're kind of following in, in the footsteps of what this sign means. But Jesus also had some things to say about how people would know if they were truly, if if we were truly his disciples. And he doesn't say anything about potlucks. He doesn't even say anything about going to a Lutheran church. Maybe he would have had Luther been around, who knows. He doesn't say anything about being a Lutheran even. But what he says is that people will know that you are his disciples if you have love for one another. And so how do people know that I'm a Lutheran? Well, people probably know that I'm a Lutheran if they're following my car and they they see Luther's rose in in the back window of my car. Or if they look at my hand and and I've got a ring with Luther's uh, seal on it. Or if the notebook that I carry around almost every place says, um, I'm a Lutheran, ask me questions about Jesus. Um, They they might know that I'm a Lutheran that way. They might know I'm a Lutheran uh, if, if I go out wearing this thing. Although most of the time they think I'm a Roman Catholic priest with really long here. Um, they, they might know that I'm a Lutheran in all sorts of different ways, but what Jesus says is that what you should consider today, however people know you being a Lutheran, whether that's something that you have on the back of your car, or some, some sticker that we've given you, or, um, or your church membership here, or whatever it is, Jesus says, take all of that stuff away. All of that stuff is good, but really, you, you should concentrate on this. And the this that he's telling you to concentrate on is loving one another. Jesus says, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. How are we doing at that? Sometimes not so good. Sometimes pretty good. But sometimes not so good. And that's why we're going to focus on 
this verse for the rest of this year. You are going to get so sick of love. It is going to be like reading uh, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John all together. It's going to make you want to vomit. It's going to be like watching romantic comedies. Well, maybe not. Even that goes too far. We're going to be talking about love, and we're going to be talking about love specifically in three different ways. We're going to be talking about how God loves you, because that is where this all begins. And we're going to be talking about how you get to know that God loves you better and better and better through Christian education, through discipleship, through all of this good stuff that you can be a part of here at University Lutheran. We're going to try to help you to know better that God loves you because that's where it all starts. We can't just tell you to go out and love other people because you don't know what love is really until you know how God loves you. And then we're going to ask you to love one another here in this church. And oh man, that's going to be awesome. Because we are going to begin to tear down some of the walls that we have between us. And one of the biggest walls that we have between us here in this church is this generational wall where some of us are younger, some of us are in college, and some of us are older, and we're not in college anymore. And it's really difficult for us to try to talk to one another. And so what we're going to try to do specifically this year is try to get to know other people in our congregation really well, especially beyond those those intergenerational lines. So we're going to ask you students to get to know non-students. And we're going to ask you non-students to get to know students. And really develop those relationships, those loving relationships that you can have for one another. And then we're going to ask you to show God's love to the world. Because John 3.16, everybody knows that. For God so loved the world. That he doesn't just love the people that are in this building. He doesn't just love Lutherans, even though he does love Lutherans. He doesn't just love Lutherans. And he wants us Lutherans to go out there and to be the way that people get to know that he loves the world. To get to know us, his disciples, so that they can get to know who he is. And so we're going to be talking about that for the next uh, ne- next couple of weeks. We're going to be talking about how you do that. And how you do that is going to be really important. Because if you look at where this is set in the Gospel of John, you'll notice that it's set in an interesting place in the Gospel of John. It is set right after Jesus has told Judas to go and betray him. Says, go and go and what you're doing. Do what you do. Do do it quickly. I I don't want to wait through this, man. And then right after this, he tells Peter, "You're going to deny me three times." And we don't want that for you. We don't want that for your neighbors. We don't want your neighbors to be people that are betraying Jesus. We don't want your people, your neighbors, to be people who are denying Jesus. We don't want that for other people in this congregation, in this space. We don't want you to be a Judas who goes out and and says one thing and says that you're a disciple of Jesus, but then you go and betray that in some way. We don't want you to be a Peter who says that you are Jesus' disciple, but then somebody asks you about it and three times you go, no, I don't know the guy. But even with those guys, Jesus had love for them. And Jesus has love for us. 
We don't really want people to end up as Judas's. Jesus had lo- love for Judas. He wanted to forgive Judas. But Judas went out and in his despair and desperation hung himself and died outside of the grace of God, it looks like. We don't want that for your neighbors or we don't want that for you. We want your story to be much more like the story of Peter. Somebody who, yeah, did sin and sinned big, but got restored by Jesus. Who then Jesus asks at the end of John's Gospel, Do you love me? Feed my sheep. Today is the beginning of a day where we're going to be asking you in the voice of Jesus, Do you love me? And if you say, yeah, then the response that we're going to have to you three times over, just like Jesus reinstated Jesus, reinstated Peter three times over and asked him three different things, we're going to ask you three different things. He's going to ask you, do you love me? And if you say yes, we're going to respond, get to know how much he loves you, first of all. Second of all, we're going to respond when he says, do you love me? And you say, yeah, we're going to say, Love His church. Love the people in this church that you know. Especially those who are outside of your own generation. And number three, do you love me? Yes. Love my world. Go out there and serve and do some great stuff. We do it all because He forgave us. And He's reinstating us. To be a church that looks at one another in this building and outside, and says the same thing that he says to us. I love you. Amen.